Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Stackability AI. I'm your host, Austin, joined here with my co-host, Mike. How's it going tonight, Mike? <laughs> it's been a wild weekend in AI world. Uh, we have a lot to unpack. Um, everybody's uh, everybody's talking about this whole open AI thing and Microsoft and who comes out on top. Uh, we're gonna we'll parse through some of this stuff, but there's a there's yeah. a lot to unpack. It'll be fun. Very very wild, and um, you know the podcast is staying true to excitement for sure. You know every time we jump on, it's truly uncharted waters. So it's pretty uh pretty awesome. Keeping it real. So. Yeah. As of Friday, uh, this would be Friday, November 17th, 2023, uh, Sam Altman from OpenAI was unexpectedly ousted from his seat of CEO of the company. So for those of you who don't know who Sam Altman is, um, pretty nice career in the tech industry. He was the leader of Y Combinator, um, probably his most notable uh, position previous OpenAI, Y Combinator is one of the most well-known tech incubators. So he found himself um, starting OpenAI with Elon Musk and a few other gentlemen who we'll get into here uh, in the episode about eight years ago. And really, as everyone knows, probably um, OpenAI is the driving force behind ChatGPT. So you know when you hear anything about artificial intelligence these days you know we're talking about open ai so yeah and um, sam, sam was in the news uh last week i mean or two weeks ago because of all of the gpts they launched you know and they launched they launched the the it created quite a bit of excitement because there's an opportunity to you know create your own gpt and then put it in a marketplace and actually be able to create revenue uh, on your own from the GPT based on how much it's used and, you know, the revenue, it's basically a revenue share. So that was kind of one of those, you know, okay, this is cool. People who would start getting into it because now there's a revenue incentive only, not only with, uh, you know, the incentive to create something cool, but now there's a potential for you to make some money at it. So I think people were starting to get excited, like people who didn't even really consider AI maybe perked up, you know, like, wait, there's an opportunity to make some money and I can make this little tool that's going to solve my problem. Um, and maybe it solves other people's problems. And, you know, that was cool. And, you know, it was all over the press. It was the, you know, the big, the big event, you know, of, of the month up until, you know, Friday, you know, Black Friday, before Black Friday, you know, when uh, the whole thing just um, fell apart. Yeah. So that was OpenAI's first ever developer day. So that was a conference of software engineers. And, you know, like you're saying, Mike, they uh, were, were demoing the ability to now make your own GPT. So we can get into that after. I think that there's probably a part of this um, story where that fits in. This all seemed to, to stem from some, you know, either power play or mistrust or inability to be candid, you know, to the board. So... And no matter what it is, I don't think anything to this magnitude really happens like this, especially if we're talking about the world's most, arguably most notable tech company on the planet right now. Like the CEO just doesn't get ousted for no apparent reason. So obviously something pretty substantial went down here. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think you're right. And I think that, you know, the, the as we discussed earlier, there's a, 
there's a lot of weird things that have been uncovered about the way this company is structured. You know, we, we had the idea that it was, you know, a nonprofit then it, that created the for-profit version, but like understanding that the nonprofit board is the one that's in charge of the, you know, for-profit arm. And then, you know, that the board could go ahead and fire the CEO and Microsoft doesn't have a seat at the board, even though they own half the company. So, and Sam Altman doesn't have any stock in the company. It's just a really weird setup, the way the company is, is, is being run. And to have that be the, you know, the harbinger of the artificial intelligence to the, to the new world, um, it seems like it's a really strange organizational setup for, you know, to handle that kind of responsibility. Yeah, I'm glad you brought, brought that part up. So the reason behind the structure, initially, the uh, the company, OpenAI, as its, as its name stands, was supposed to be an, an open company. So it was a nonprofit focused on AI research. And their whole goal has always been to bring AGI safely to the world. So for those of you who don't know what AGI is... Um, we're essentially talking about artificial general intelligence, and this is a flavor of AI where you have AI that is can do anything that a human can do. So it can reason like a human, think like a human, it can self-improve like a human. So this has always been the goal of the company until Microsoft comes along, right? Still the goal, but this is when the I think the structure changes because you can't take $13, million, $13 billion of investment and still be a nonprofit. So you need to change your structure around a little bit. So I think that's why, you know, you kind of see this, this pivot had, had happened. Um, and, I, and that's, that's why the structure is, is the way it is, but yeah, like in, indeed very strange. So that takes us to what? Probably November 18th, 19th. So we're glossing over, you know, some of some of the, 60 hours of the, 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 the like little details here, which, you know, you guys can, can, you know, there's plenty to read on this. Like we're obviously not the only ones talking about this. This is in, in the news everywhere, but there is one really important thing that I think that we need to get to here. And, and this is like the, the big picture of how this, whole thing happens and and really what i think is mostly interesting is microsoft's role in this this whole thing so microsoft owns half of open ai they've invested as of recording of this podcast 13 billion dollars into the company so they no matter how you slice it they have a lot of say in it and presumably they had no idea completely blindsided when this happens which i i find really alarming if that is the truth you know how do you have such a massive thing in play here that is so important and so transformative and like the people in the room have no idea that this whole thing is about to go down all the all the partners involved it's like only a subset of them really know what's up so uh that that alone like makes me personally kind of very uneasy about this whole situation and then all the investors, once this thing happened, all the investors turned, you know, on the board and started saying, you know, you got to get Altman back. You got to get Altman back. And then they kind of agreed. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we should get him back. And then it was reported that Altman already has a new project. So how, how fast, you know, just all of a sudden um, they have a new, he has a new project already in mind. I'm shocked. I have no idea this was going to happen. And then 
I have a new project. You know, I mean, were they just on conference call with with Microsoft at the time? And they made the offer on the phone. He was just like, yeah, just come over here. We'll just, uh, I got an office set up for you already, Sammy, Sammy boy. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. I mean, but so the I think that we can look into the actual people on the board. You know, I, I do think that they're, I mean, they're, there definitely were qualified people on the board. I mean, none of these people are, are household names because no one no one follows this shit, right? Like it's this is very like, you know, until this year, kind of nuanced tech, right? So I I would I don't know if I would go as far as say that there weren't qualified people on the board. I just think that this probably uh, the the amount of fame and attention and like ego that is at play here and and that is at risk like i think that's something that not everybody is is able to really handle so i would i would definitely probably factor all that pressure into whatever is going on here um but kind of back to like the agi part which i also think is very interesting um you know if the main goal was to achieve some sort of safe agi for humanity like what does that even mean like it's such a like a like a broad sweeping thing to say right and that's one of the things that kind of always like irked me with this whole thing it's like there's never really any details around that like the majority of the population don't even know what agi is so you know you're going to tell me that we're going to drip this stuff into as many public facing applications over time and we're going to aim to get to safe agi but nobody knows that that's was what your goal is right so to me that's that's not really like that cool um that's like when google had like do no harm as their like company motto and then they like erased it when they signed like a big contract with (laughs) right the dod then all of a sudden they're like oh i'm sorry wait a minute we we are contributing to uh murder around the world we should probably shouldn't be using this That's it. Lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. So, so then, so then, um, then OpenAI. You know, there was a picture of Sam at OpenAI and saying, "This is the last time I'm going to be ever using a guest pass." You know, on Instagram, and then everybody started speculating. No, they're bringing him back. They're bringing him back. You know, he's got to come back. And so they had a meeting, and then. They had until a 5 p.m. deadline, I think, on Saturday night to uh, you know, come to an agreement, and they didn't. And then on Sunday, OpenAI appointed a new CEO from Twitch. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> Emmett Shear. I'm, I'm sure everybody you know listening has heard of of this guy. Um, you know, I don't know much about Emmett Shear. Obviously, I know what Twitch is. Um, interesting pick like I, I don't i don't know how you come to the point of of picking you know someone that presumably really doesn't have a an ai background i did do a little bit of research and found him you know talking on an on a podcast about ai so um but it's not really surprising because everyone's talking about it yeah right? <laughs> He's as, qualified so, as you are <laughs> software engineer talking about ai there you go sign me up i mean come on so we'll see how long you know, that lasts, we've had two new CEOs in the matter of 24 hours. So not, a, not a good look at all. Um, you know, very, very questionable actions here. So, so where we're at now, um, it looks like the new side projects here or new project, whatever you want to call it, that 
Sam is Sam Altman is is effectively joining Microsoft. That is of today, November twentieth. So the way that I look at it, like who who are the winners and who are the losers in this whole conversation? I um I go back and forth, but I think the way that I look at it is Microsoft probably just acquired OpenAI for zero dollars unless you want to look at the 13 billion dollars of the previous investment even even if that's the case i think OpenAI is valued something like 90 billion or something at this point in time even to get it for 18 billion is a pretty good deal if you want to look at it that way and essentially that's that's what it's looking like like it or not you know there's 600 700 some odd employees that work for OpenAI. And as of today, the majority of them have signed a a letter saying that if the board is not replaced and Sam Altman is not returned to his post, then they will all quit. And that's really interesting because Microsoft has said, hey, we'll take all you guys. Come on over. You know, we'll match your salaries. We have a home for you. And then on top of it, you have Salesforce stepping in. Benioff coming in, coming online and being like, "Hey, we'll max your salary." So it's like a complete bud blast. So like, I don't see even if Sam is to return, I this is a serious blow to OpenAI. Yeah, um, and the credit and the, really the credibility of all of this stuff. Because let's be honest, you know, there's there's a few different. There's probably two camps of thought in the engineering and and, and software and tech field, and it's like, you know, Microsoft has always been like second rate in a lot of ways. Like they have a lot of great technology share. Like they've come a long way, but they they've always taken a back seat to the likes of Apple and Google. And now is their time to shine. They made a, a genius bet in OpenAI, you know, investing the money that they did in OpenAI. And that was huge. You know, they took a, a lot of people by surprise and they're they're in the lead right now. And I think that with that amount of power I think that Nadella will do anything to keep this ball moving. And if it means absorbing the whole company and trying to, to, to spin off, you know, a Microsoft version of it, I, like we'll see. Um, well, I don't know what that looks like. It is Microsoft. I mean, I, I, it, it, it's, it's questionable to see what, it, what that will really look like. And will Sam like even want to be there? I mean, think about it. If, if you've ever, had your own startup or been in, in, involved in startups it's like it's like the opposite of of a of a corporate job right like imagine being like this scrappy startup with all this attention you know in the spotlight becoming like a household name after 8 years and all this goes down and all of a sudden you have to go to work for microsoft it's like i, I don't know yeah no, it's definitely not the way they they drew it up, but you know I'm sure they're they're they'll be okay for a little while. But Microsoft, to your point, you know I I've been an Apple user, Mac user for years and years, and I haven't had uh, any need to have Internet Explorer. Or what, and then I wound up because they had this, they were the first to have this translation transcription of YouTube video um, tool plugin that was free. And I, I just downloaded it for the first time in a long time. And then, you know, then they started adding, you know, AI capabilities to Bing. So then I was using that and we've talked about it before, you know, then they invested in open AI, obviously. Then you have this, you know, 
so okay so now they have their own in-house one and then they have this open ai one that you know they're they're messing around with so they were kind of positioning themselves to have like two development arms of the same type of product but completely independent and now they get to merge them together uh it's going to be interesting because you know what's you know google's going to have to do something or you know bought with bard um apple supposedly doing something with ai but we haven't seen anything um related to that so it's just it's an, it's a really put microsoft on the top of the heap in in terms of artificial intelligence and AGI. Yeah. I um I was listening to Nadella speak on on Bloomberg about an hour ago and he was basically getting grilled on on this whole situation. And you make a good point about the in, the integration, you know, and like obviously they have their own I mean they probably had their own AI research lab and and capabilities for forever. It's not like they're just getting into this stuff. So it's like how do you how do you merge that if OpenAI does collapse in the wake of this? You know, like how what does that do to the momentum? Like the momentum is really critical right now because with something like this, if like there's a series of months that go on or six months, and like you know you have to go through a restructuring or somehow like the steam the momentum is even like lost a little bit or a GPT five is delayed. Like, will there even be a GPT five? It's like all these things are really negatively impacting, you know, to the whole, to the whole thing. So I like, there's many things at play here that could, that could be a major setback. Yeah. And like you said, the, um, the abruptness of the change and the kind of way the board went about it set everybody into shock. So now like, I also read something that Microsoft has access to the open AI code as part of their deal. So maybe they just, you know, continue business as usual with the open AI stuff and just have it housed at Microsoft instead of the for-profit version of open AI. You know, they have the board and, you know, the board, who cares about the board now, right? Now it's just like, essentially they acquired the company without actually having to, to pay for it. Like you said earlier, they, yeah, you know, thirteen billion. They got they got what they they wanted. I mean, that's why you have to question the whole thing. It's like a very peculiar setup. It's like, how do you give your your investor like that much free stuff, right? Uh, I I mean, it's like there. It, it's shocking to me that there is presumably isn't any any fail safe here to be like, hey, like you know. You can literally implode my company and take all my stuff. And, you know, it's, it's like the most hostile takeover that, you know, I've seen in, in decades. It's like, this is like mayhem. I mean, it's just like they're marauding. It's like I pulled the ship up alongside of it and just, you know, pillaged. It's a, yeah, it's like, it's like some pirate shit right there, you know? And, um, I like I, I I hope that the listeners and the people that might not be familiar with this, like are, are, understanding the magnitude of it you know we have one of the biggest tech companies on the planet microsoft really in a interesting spot here with a massive agenda with their partner here OpenAI, for however long that partnership is really going to last to push agi to humanity right so the company that does that is going to be 
the biggest company, the most profitable company, the, the most famous founders and CEOs, et cetera, in history, hands down. Like we're talking about transformative stuff here beyond like your wildest imagination, right? So that that's that's what is at stake here. So that's why you can never underestimate like who did what and and why they did it. Because the ultimate prize here, this is the ultimate prize. Yeah, it's a, it's an, you know, they, they always use the expression, it's an arms race, but it really is, you know, you're going to have Google and Microsoft and maybe Apple, although Apple does seem to be way behind in this particular realm, but. Well, I think, I think Apple's play, honestly, is they, they if I was to, to bet I think Apple is going to go the the VR headset. They're going to go. They're going to go the augmented VR reality, um, kind of path. I think, which obviously integrates into this whole thing. But I'd be really interesting to, interested to see what happens next year when they launch their their new headset. And you know, we have all this super immersive augmented reality going on. I, I think that that that's probably where they're betting. If they can if they can pull off another iPhone for like VR headsets then I mean that's that's just as big of a play. Yeah, I mean maybe just staying in the tool the tool space. You know, Microsoft has never been able to build very good tools in terms of, you know, they came out I mean remember the first iPods and whatever, you know, we even call them iPods. They were like called Zune or something. You know, Microsoft has never been able to deliver on the phone or the you know the the technology the hardware the way that apple has so that's a that's a good point they're probably going to nor has google google's tried many people have tried to do to do the product play and google glass remember remember that like flops um i have a bunch of google products in my home and like honestly like they're not that great so <laughs> um <laughs> it just it is they i mean google's got fantastic i mean i i Use, I'm a power user of Chrome. Um, you know, we all have our things that we resonate with and, and actually work, but yeah. Yeah, it always seems like the thing that they start with is the one that the only thing they could really do well. You know, maybe Amazon's a little different with the, they they sh- they pivoted quite a bit, but, you know, most of these larger companies, you know, Microsoft is good at office stuff. <laughs> they're, they're good at the office stuff and they're good at whatever, but. Um, you know, the one I keep forgetting about, cause it just, I don't think of them as a software company or somebody that's in the, in this same space, even though they're, they are, but meta, they, uh, they're just sitting on the sideline, you know, during this whole thing, but they're, they've invested a lot of money in AI and, um, they've never really other also been able to bring another product really on. Well, it's hard because like. OpenAI has has the spotlight. Like there, there's multiple players here. There's Anthropic. Um, you know, there's there's Google. Like there, there's a ton of open source models. But you know, it's like anything else. The the person who has the spotlight here, it, you know, is the person that has all the power. And it it, it is OpenAI and, and Microsoft. So if that fizzles out or if that loses steam or whatever happens, you know, where the magic isn't there when, you know, the, the party gets split up and then everyone has to go work for Microsoft, that that's a huge liability right there. So that could, this could change the whole landscape of, of um, GPT AI as we know it 
right now. I, I think big time. Yeah. And it's not like Microsoft hasn't had a monopoly <laughs> problem in the past. Um, so it's interesting to see how, how this shakes out, but it, it's, it, it's, I don't know of all the, of all the big companies, I think the one that I I'm surprised, I'm surprised a bit because I, I, Microsoft hasn't really innovated or done any kind of these big splashes in a while. They've kind of just been a little bit under the radar, I guess. But I started noticing them again when we, we started talking about AI and now, you know, they just make a move like this. So now they, they seem to be, you know, they feel like they're front runners and it's you know been about a year actually. Yeah. They're not going to give it up. So, yeah. you know, it makes me think about the, the, the investor part of it. I mean, so Microsoft isn't the only investor, you know, there's, there's big name investors, uh, Andreessen Horowitz, I think is, has, has some, some investment cash in the pot. You're like, what do you think, what, what would be going through your head right now from like an investor standpoint? Uh, I mean, I'd be shitting my pants. Like I, I would be, I, I would be very lividly enraged right now. Yeah. Matt, well, frankly. imagine, you know, if half your salary was based on the stock or, or you have, you know, a million, a million shares of something and all of a sudden, you know, it's going to go from $90 or, you know, $90 billion to, to nothing. And, you know, Microsoft is probably going to at some point officially make them an offer maybe, but why would they, you know, they could just let them die on the vine. Um, well, I mean, Microsoft needs to be careful about their stock price as well. I mean, their stock price had quite a, a gain today because of this whole thing. So we'll see where it's at tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure if that's what you mean by the stock price here, but um, no, I was thinking of OpenAI in terms of the shares and the people that have the investments and the you know software engineers that had yeah. you know these investments and are just waiting on their stock options that they're going to have access to, and you know it's going to be this huge company the biggest company in the world potentially and then boom <laughs> yeah well <laughs> it's like the board of directors you know just decides you know he's out i just feel yeah, like but that's, information. that's unfortunately a risk that you take you know when you start it when you when you when you join a startup uh there's yeah. <laughs> sadly no guarantee that you're gonna get that payday that's why that's like one of that's one of the things that makes it so appealing it's like hey you know i'm smart i'll go work here Maybe I'll 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 hit it big. You know, maybe you also you're you're gambling. Like it's there's no question about it. Yeah. But something like this, I mean, this is unexpected. You know, this is where I would be really enraged as an employee or anybody that has stock options here. It's like, come on, like then how do you have trust in in your in your company that something like this isn't gonna happen again? That's what I'm saying. Like I I see I I kind of even if everyone like makes nice and decides to like you know, figure this out somehow and Sam somehow like miraculously goes back. Like it, I, I just don't see how it's the same. It wouldn't be the same for me. No, no, no. It's, it's, you know, the trust is broken. You know, it's like finding your wife cheating on you. Um, it's a, uh, it's a weird feeling when that bond is broken. I've, I've been a part of a couple of acquisitions um, on both sides of it. And when you get, you know, you walk into your desk in the morning and there's an envelope on your desk and, you look around and everybody's looking around to see like, Oh, what's this envelope? And, you know, it's basically like, are you staying? Or are you leaving? And everybody knows. And then everybody goes, you know, goes to an early lunch 
and your commiserates and plots and plans like what we're going to do based on, you know, who got the pink slips and who got the blue slips. Um, and everybody talks about revolt and, you know, you're upset and unsettled. So it's a, it's a hard thing to recover from if all of a sudden they come out and they're like, psych, we're not really doing it. You know, you're like, that feeling doesn't go away right away. You know, yeah. that, that betrayal is still going to be there and marinate for a while. So I think, you know, the people who are smart are going to jump ship. You know, if you're interested in what Salesforce is doing and what they're offering, or you want to stick with Sam, hope you get, you know, picked, you know, when they move, they're not going to take all 600 of you, but they'll, you know, they'll take the best 200 because, you know, but you- that's, but that's the thing. It's like, what is Salesforce doing? Like, what is IBM doing? IBM Watson has been around for years, but nobody wants to talk about that. That's kind of like the whole, the kind of my whole point here around like how this could vary, like this could be a huge blow to this whole thing because, you know, working for OpenAI, I would assume is fundamentally different than going to work for Salesforce. Like, again, like nobody can tell me what Salesforce is doing with AI, but they're doing like, AI for sure, you know, they're, they're, they're doing predictive, you know, customer centric AI tooling. They have, um, deep integration with Watson and, and all this stuff, but still like it, it it's just to me, I mean, it, maybe it's just me. It, yeah. it's, it's a different, it's a different situation. It's, it's just right? not sexy at all. It's a, yeah. It's like, go yeah. work for your grandfather's AI. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Hard sell. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? It's a, it's a CRM. Well, you know, because- and this is coming from someone like myself. Like I'm not a open AI fanboy. Like I'll, I'll be honest, like Sam Altman always kind of struck me as a questionable person. Like some of the things that he said about like hardcore futurism isn't really like, you know, my, my train of thought. But if I take all of that out of the equation and just look at this from a sheer, like innovative cutting edge, you know, nuke chapter kind of thing, it's nothing, nobody is competing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And no matter how big the company is, and this is why the Microsoft play is really interesting because large companies can't really innovate. They they don't know how to do it. Um, all of these companies were founded by somebody else with a different vision, with a different drive, who were trying to do different things. And now you have a company that's worth you know fifty billion, hundred billion dollars. They're not going to innovate. They usually just acquire, and they acquire, exactly. and so Microsoft had a little bit going on you know, was doing some things inside but you know, this is essentially a hostile takeover and they're hoping that sam and uh the team could you know keep the momentum going because you know like i mentioned earlier they have access to the open ai code so i don't know if they have to at some point pay you know the shareholders of open ai for that but According to the deal that they signed with them, they they have access to it. So I mean, there's a potential where if they get enough of the developers that they need, that they could just continue as if they were on their own. If Microsoft stays out of the way, yeah, well, it, it's going to be fascinating to see you know what comes of this. One thing uh, before we wrap is so I haven't seen many people report on this, but so if we just back up to the beginning. I think we spoke about Ilya um, Skutskyver. So this is the the head 
um, AI researcher of of OpenAI, also part of the the founding team, has been there from the beginning. But more notably, really close ties with Elon Musk. And I think Elon um, made a a post on X the other day about how Ilya's moral compass is sound. And so Ilya was the guy who who presumably started this whole coup or or whatever you want to call it. This whole situation essentially came down to some sort of breach in in trust between him and Sam Altman. Right. So now you have someone like Elon coming out and being like, hey, you know, this is highly suspicious because I would trust Ilya's word on this. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if you, did you catch that? No, I didn't. I, I'm fine. That that's really interesting. Um, yeah. Cause Musk has been under fire lately. So, you know, but I'm a fan, uh, if I have to pick, you know, the, the, uh, the evil, um, <laughs> you know, the superhero, the evil superheroes, uh, he's, he's my guy, but, it, that's interesting. I didn't. I didn't know that he was. Uh, he he backed him because it, it's really the the information is just not you know, whole yet. You know, we, I was joking with a friend earlier about when the uh, the, the Netflix movie is going to come out about this. <laughs> like, joking. oh, you know, there's going to be a fantastic documentary <laughs> in a few years on this. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to wait though. It's going <laughs> to yeah, be crazy for sure. But you know, with AI, maybe uh, Netflix already has season three in queue. You know. Like, yeah, that's really Sam's new project is this mind bending, like AGI Netflix documentary. Imagine if that's that's where it goes. It's like brought to you by Netflix. You AGI. By, yeah. <laughs> Microsoft brought to you by Microsoft. <laughs> you know, us yeah. paperclip guys. Yeah. <laughs> That was uh, some funny comments about that. They were like, oh, they're going to bring back Clippy, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Clippy. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. I mean, they kind of should. Like, that's like the kind of, you got to kind of be tongue in cheek about it. Like, definitely bring back like a super intelligent, like highly detailed, like rendered, like model of like Clippy that can like do anything i mean that's the probably the first thing that i would do that's a no-brainer in my book yeah it's like the first uh the, your, your first cgi movie starring jar jar binks and clippy yeah yeah that's how you connect with all the old school you know computer geeks and people that that actually have experienced clippy via microsoft products what's funny is now i feel like i have like nine clippies with all these uh AI plugins for Chrome, you know, that I keep trying all these different ones. And it's like, I have this thing like Merlin is bothering me every time I try to type something. And then Grammarly is up up my ass every time I mistype a word. And then there's got all these clippies. I got like nine clippies going on now. So I, I mean, see. So, so Microsoft, they they have innovated in the past. Yeah, they, they always give Apple the good ideas. You know, it's like they they come out with the first you know iPad. You know, you know, Bill Gates walks out with the first iPad, and and Steve Jobs is like, oh oh, I'm gonna make that better. Let me let me you know, let me let me really show what an iPad is. Um, yeah. Or the Zune, and it became the you know iPod and. 
all it was always that Microsoft would come up with the idea and then then Apple would just kick their ass making it. Yeah, I mean it's whoever has that that demographic of the you know influenced trendy hip you know user base uh, you know like it's it's not a bunch of office workers from like the 90s or the early 2000s it's it's the 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 demographic that apple has cultivated you know over the last decade so what do you think well i think it's time for predictions here and then we can wrap the episode what do you think is going to happen here what's your call okay what's the what's the fate of this whole thing i think microsoft is probably going to have to um just buy them and make it official i think that it's not going to be you know they, they it's they can't i don't feel like they can get away with the way they did it just because there's so many shareholders at stake and so much money at stake. But, you know, also I don't know whether or not they, you know, you don't, you haven't seen this kind of like cutthroat stuff since the eighties, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they're back. Maybe this is how it's going to happen in the tech world. There's going to just be this subversion and then, you know, acquisition through collapse or something, because I mean, you know, we've been talking about how, you know, there's so many tools and all these tools are the you know, majority of them are just hoping to get enough traction that somebody will buy them. So, you know, there's a, a thousand tools this week and next week there'll be 2000 tools, but eventually there'll be one tool that does what half of those things do, you know? So there's going to be consolidation. I think that Microsoft made the first move and I think that um, open AI, there's, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine a future for them without, any of this talent. Yeah. I agree. I think I think it's I think it's kind of game over for OpenAI, especially if all of if even if half of the employees like if Microsoft is able to acquire the CEO and their employees, Nadella can say whatever he wants about and the president. They get the president, the CEO, and yeah, they have they have Brockman, they have they have like the whole team. So like no matter what you say, oh, we're gonna work with open AI, like come on, dude. It's just like I think I think it's a extremely either a highly bold move orchestrated somehow by Microsoft or their timing has been fucking spot on and insane twice, right? So <laughs> Microsoft is is the winner here, and with with this sort of thing on the line, they're going to do anything in their power to become now the official driving force of AGI. Period. I, I don't see any other way around it. Yeah, I'm with you. We'll see. All right. Well, we'll see how right we are. I you know I we, think the internet was going anywhere, so my predictions are not usually <laughs> too accurate. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we'll know like tomorrow. We'll have to do an emergency episode episode or something like that. I mean, the the rate that this stuff changes, you know, um, episode probably won't age that well. But hey, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. With that said, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.